0: I think it's time that I introduce myself to whatever handful of people are listening to this at this point. My name is Michael. I, in a rush, decided to call this series of recordings Body, Mind, Living, Dying because it seemed as if that basically covered the gist of the whole thing. And I didn't have a clear intention really when I started. But I've wanted to tell some kind of nebulous idea of a story for a long time. There's been a lot of interesting things that have happened. A lot of good human journey of the soul grist for the mill type shit that I could talk about, but I suppose I'll let that come out slowly, as naturally as I can. A little bit about myself. Conventionally speaking, I am a recovering addict, a Dharma practitioner a young man in America. I've had an odd mix of a life. I really wanted to be a monk when I was a kid. When I was 14, my absolute dream was to become a Zen monk. But I ended up becoming a drug addict and a codependent lover instead. (laughs) Done a little hitchhiking. I think five months in total, across three trips. Lived outside. When I was 19, I practiced really sincerely. I woke before dawn. Practiced yoga asanas, did pranayama, and I met, sat and meditated 45 minutes or an hour. Always recited mantra, almost constantly. I meditate again for another hour or more. I meditate before I went to sleep. I slept on the floor. I got rid of everything that I owned, except for a mat to sleep on, and three books the Bhagavad Gita, the New Testament, and the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. It's very dedicated to the yogic path. A lot has changed since then. I've gone through a lot of suffering. And I learned from that something about suffering that we really must come to admit that it is not just desire that leads to suffering, desire that leads to continued existence on the wheel of rebirth. That's true, but I think a lot of people miss the point. it's not simply that having desire produces suffering out of nowhere. It is that desire creates suffering because the desire is the desire for suffering. We desire this human experience so rich in raw, rough, painful feelings, earthy, grounded, limiting experiences, othering, dividing, conflicting, dramatizing, these things are not part of ecstatic rapture. Whenever you're dissolved into light and bliss, a seed, a seed still was strong in my heart that grew out of that, that always called me back. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to let go enough to move any further on that path. I believe I had gotten what I desired, which was ecstatic, you know, ecstatic, transcendental experiences. Since that was the natural pathway of my karma, my action, not something I did in the past, in my past life, necessarily. Simply the actions that I took led to that. So I left that all the way from golden, glorious, lofty heights of arrogant, isolated purity all the way down to the deepest darkness, self-hatred, suicidality, obsessive thinking and action, jealousy, fear, fury and rage, selfishness. Lying, cheating, and stealing, taking opiates almost every day. For four years, I was addicted to opiates. I'm now 60 days clean, have everything, and finally beginning to appreciate that aspect of these teachings. The yogic path is yama, the restraints. In the Buddhist path, it's just part of Sila, ethics, morality, the moral trainings, following the precepts. Fifth one being no intoxicants that lead to heedlessness. Now, come back around, another swing of the pendulum. The round of the cycle. Deeper, my heart carved out. A little deeper and wiser, able to hold a lot more compassion, love, and patience. Something that going deep into the darkness can teach a person. I've worked for a year as a CNA. Held many dying people in my arms, changed a lot of diapers, given a lot of showers and bed baths, dressed people, fed people. Spoke the same conversations with them over and over as I kept on remembering that we had already had it. Held people's hands as they died, held someone's, I remember very vividly, a very. Very distraught man, who cut off all of his medications because he was ready to go. And... Ended up sweating and frantic, naked. Unable to sit still. Pain burning through his whole body. And I... I held him. He just wanted to be held. He wanted me to rub his leg, he was able to communicate that. This naked, 80-something-year-old man. Eyes wild regressing into this animalistic state in his brain still wanted to be held so in that spirit of connection between you and me beings that will experience something like that at some point beings that will have to fear face weak and tired and hungry and thirsty face the unknown of death and if every bit of unknown and every bit of death along our lives comes up we're all in the same boat we're all wounded we're all fearful are all insatiable and a slave to craving. So there's more, I suppose, that I could tell you about myself. I think that's enough for now. What I intend to do I intend to do is begin a thirty day what would I call it? It's it's just a 30-day challenge. I might, I might as well be trying to bake a fucking cake each day or something, you know, or perfect my embroidery skills. It's a 30-day challenge. I'm not going to put it on Pinterest. But it's just a cliche. But this 30-day challenge is not for my abdominal muscles, which could use a workout. I would like to... Re-establish myself more securely in the path of meditation. Begin to reap its benefits. Allow it to transform me. Allow it to sacrifice various parts of me. Allow it to bring up all the pain and fear and horror of life to the surface. Whew. Nervous. Nervous. This is why I wanted to share it with you in connection. Let's together go and see what happens when this particular kid tries to meditate for an hour a day for the next 30 days. It's not unheard of. As I said, I used to meditate that much and more. But now I'll be coming from this angle. Ah, who knows? But if you listen along, there's going to be, I believe, something worthwhile about it. We can see what happens to my tone of voice, to the things I talk about over these 30 days. I'm going to share some more with you gradually. I've got some pretty funny stories. And I swear to God, I've got more of a sense of humor than it might appear right now as I'm sitting on my mother's balcony at fucking 1231 exhausted Suppose I'll let that detail in. I'm st- I've been staying with my mother for a little while. Had to leave the place where I was if I was going to get clean. And I'll be moving soon. I go back to school. Become a nurse. Worldly patterns. But I can say at least, if it isn't a terribly interesting, hilarious, engaging podcast, it will be a little bit unique. Oh no, I'll just go ahead and, yeah, it will be unique. It'll be a very narrow cast, because (laughs) it will be the journey of me specifically. I'm going to be as vulnerable and honest as I can, share as many the bizarre, painful, and the joyful and the ecstatic and the transcendental things of my life. So if you would be interested to know intimately a stranger, to really see their heart open up, you might as well choose just a random one because it can't be predicted how beautiful or how worthwhile somebody's stories are going to be. I can't be predict, predicted what's going to resonate with you, what's going to be something that you really needed to hear, or something that really taught you a valuable lesson about your fellow humans, everyone has something worth sharing, everyone has something worth listening to, so if you listen to this, you'll have picked me, Michael, and you're going, I assure you, To hear things from me that people don't talk about in normal social settings, that people certainly don't usually publish in a podcast, perhaps it might inspire you. I, I can certainly share information about the Dharma, about Buddhist psychology and philosophy, lifestyle, and share things about meditation, about the practice itself, the technique, and what happens when you practice it. I might, uh, might be able to offer something about recovery. I have gotten clean, haven't been clean very long, but at least I can share about what it's like to go through the first 30 days and then what it's like to go through the first 60 days, from my perspective anyway. I go to Refuge Recovery, not a 12-step program. If you haven't heard of Refuge Recovery, you should look it up. So a lot of people don't know it exists, and they think only the 12-step program exists. But, most importantly, you just kind of hear another human. Do you want to hear another human? Want to hear somebody being honest? Then, you have found the right <laughs> podcast. It's funny, can I even call it a podcast, when it's just kind of me recording it on my tablet? And, uh thinking maybe I will listen back to it someday as a kind of journaling exercise. It's technically a podcast. Yes. All right. What is the date? I have no fucking clue. It's October 5th. It's October 5th. So let's see if I can do this. 30 days, hour a day. Reestablish good access, concentration, good moment-to-moment mindfulness, good insight. Maybe I'll be entering the jhanas by the end of it. Mm -hmm. My dear, my beloved, stranger, human, we're in this together. Thanks for listening. (laughs) good luck